everybody. Welcome to Debunk's Podcast. It is your host, Austin, Ian, and Kevin. Ian, how you doing today? Pretty good. Can't complain, man. How about yourself? I'm doing, uh, doing all right. Looking forward to the draft coming up this coming week. So it's coming up quick. Kevin, how about you? How are you doing? Hey, doing fantastic. Good to hear from you guys. Oh, yeah. Definitely good to hear from you guys as well. Uh, we are actually uh, – we're, we're doing our podcast for the first time over – uh, Anchor, a uh, good podcasting app that we have found, and we're just uh, going to kind of be uh, shifting gears and using that moving forward. Um, it's been a long time since we had a chance to uh, to get on and do a podcast. So for those listeners who are still loyal enough to listen to us, um, <laughs> thanks. And what the hell? Why are you even listening to us right now? Um, right. <laughs> um, but we're going to be talking about free agency, talk about the draft, talk about potential draft options. Um, and uh, you know, and then some, and then just talk about some spots that maybe we think need to be filled, and and that kind. Of. Start with biggest news um, since the last time that we did a podcast is is you know some of the signings that we had in free agency. The first of which was at the quarterback position. So um, we went out, we signed Case Keenum for two years, a short term contract, but we did get him on less than twenty million a year. So that's good to get. Uh, you know, at least a semi-established quarterback um, for less than $20 million a year simply because of how expensive the quarterback position is. So I'm going to start with Kevin. Um, just, just let me know, what do you think about this signing? What do you think about Case Keenum being the Broncos quarterback right now? I'm actually happy with the pick. We, we had talked about Cousins for a long time, and quite frankly, yeah. Cousins just pri- priced himself out of the Broncos market. I mean, really, I mean, the money he got from Minnesota was astronomical. Um, I think Case Keenum uh, last year, uh, this is factual, right? Look at the statistics. He outperformed Cousins last year. He won a lot of games, including a playoff game. Uh, He seems to be a really gritty sort of player, um, a fighter, uh, good leadership skills, um, amazing college record, which doesn't translate into the pros. But just as an aside, he holds like every – a division one passing record in NCAA history. So uh, yeah. it's a two year deal. So we're not sticking our neck out too far for him. He's 30 years old. Uh, I think we've maybe overpaid in year one a little bit uh, to get him, but that's okay. I mean, we, we desperately need a quality starter. And I think Case Keenum is that person. I think he's a guy that can, uh, he's probably in the Alex Smith mold. Uh, a, a good game manager, dependable starter. Uh, don't think he's a franchise guy. Don't believe the Broncos see him that way. So uh, in, in short, he's a nice transitional stopgap for us until we can find our franchise quarterback. So I say good signing. I'm happy with it. Yeah, absolutely. Ian, uh, would you agree with that or what, would, what do you think? No, I agree completely with that. He's 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 a, the perfect bridge quarterback. I know – if we wanted him for a long term, we would have signed him for a four, four to five year deal. Where you know, we want to see if he could recapture what because last year is the only time we've really seen him perform at a high caliber, um, in a high caliber way. Before that, he was just a journeyman quarterback. Um, yeah, he was stuck in some pretty, pretty dicey. Coaching situations like anything, like um, what do you call it? A uh, Jeff, Jeff Fisher. Fisher, yeah, quarterback. I mean, he's killer. like he's a quarterback killer. So, yeah. so I think now, um, especially Kubiak knows him personally. He's the one who didn't yeah. draft him, but he's the one who was like, "Hey, come be a you know a free agent uh, rookie with the Texans." Um, when he's when his spot started, he did pretty good. Um, and then last year, so we're just looking for him to literally, if he could do 75 to 85% of what he did last year, I mean, it's going to be an upgrade over what we've had the last two years. Or the, yeah, at least, at least an upgrade over what we had last year. I think, I think Simeon was well his first year before, you know, hitting that rough patch, uh, his second year for those six games or seven games, whatever that was. Um, but I, 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 I like, I'm, I'm glad that we didn't go overpay Kirk Cousins. Um, I think I think Casey Keenum, uh, if on the off chance that he is, uh, you know, semi semi franchise quarterback, obviously 
a late bloomer, if that's the case, since he is already um, Remember Rich Gannon? He was a late bloomer. Yeah, I, I think we're going to kind of tentatively see how he does the first year uh, with this offense, with these receivers. Um, you know, obviously there's the chance of us going and getting like a Saquon Barkley or something like to boost that offense. We'll see what happens. We'll talk about the, the, the draft here in a little bit, but um, but I definitely like that we went and got this guy. I've, I like him personally as well a lot. So it wasn't like not productive, but you know, kind of sucks to be around. <laughs> Which he brought leadership. Guys, yeah, it seems like he's got good leadership too, and and uh, and that's good. And I think you know we went we wouldn't want a Super Bowl with subpar quarterback play, you know, in 2015. Yeah, um, average at best quarterback play in 2015, and and. You know, subpar uh, would probably be more accurate. Um, and I'll tell you just now, a quick thing, real quick, uh, about how much, how kind of well liked he is within the locker room already. Is yeah. everybody likes he's a hard worker. Everywhere he's gone, everybody's like, you can't, you don't get a harder worker than in Case Keenum. And um, I think one of the leaders on the defense, and personally one of my favorite players, especially he attitude wise, he's my favorite player on the Broncos, is Derek Wolf. Oh, I love that guy. Um, yeah. The guy's a mon- yeah. the guy's a monster. And when you when you listen to him talk, um, he, he's I mean he's I mean he's that he's laser focused and you know he no BS. He's a no BS dude. So he filled in. I listened to one hundred four, the fan, the Denver radio station every morning for for like six hours. Um, yeah. and he came in and I think uh Stick had said something like how you know how is the uh. You know, how's the, the respect thing going? And uh, he said, I really respect the guy because the guy, because Case Keenum came in and was like, hey, I'm here to earn your guys' respect. I'm not looking. He's like, I, I'm not, I, I don't deserve it yet. I want to earn your guys' respect. And I guess that, you know, that sent like shockwaves through the locker room because. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so good. it was a pretty That's- cool story that Derek Wolf was like, yeah, well, we like this guy because he's not coming in there like, oh, I just, you know. Got a twenty, you know, twenty eight million dollars. You gotta, you know, you gotta. Yeah, it, me. exactly. He's there. He's like, yo, I'm gonna see how you guys do it. Uh, you know, I'm gonna earn you guys' respect. So I was like, no, oh, well, he's already sounded pretty good in my book. Thirteen. That's, good, that's good to hear. Now, and Thales is gonna say the drawback. The drawback here to, um, you know, like I said, we, you know, won, won the Super Bowl in 2015 with subpar quarterback plays. We had such an elite defense. I think we still have an elite defense, but we lost some pieces now the biggest of which was a keep to leave we lost a keep to leave this uh this offseason via trade um mm-hmm. and we signed a guy who was actually also a viking last year uh named tremaine brock now he didn't play much last year but prior to that i think it was 2016 he was actually um, he was rated, I think, 21st out of all the cornerbacks in the NFL. I think yep. it was 2016. And we signed him, and he's supposedly going to come in and compete with Bradley Roby for the uh, um, number two for job. Number two, number, number two job. Um, do you guys know much about this guy? I mean, I mean, I know a little bit. I certainly am not extended knowledge with him, um, but I want to know, like. What do you guys think about that? Do you think it's going to be an adequate uh, situation for the defense w- when it comes to cornerbacks? Ian, Good. why don't we start with you? Um, I think so. I mean, he's, he showed flashes with the 49ers. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, 21st rated corner, I think, what, 2016 or something like that. Yeah. Um, played very, very sparingly last year. I think it was like 42 snaps or something. It's something ridiculous where a guy was barely on the stat sheet. Which is weird. It's weird, but, you know, I mean, you're going from the 49ers defense has been depleted for like the last four seasons to a Vikings defense, which if you look on paper, rivals kind of the Broncos defense from our Super Bowl win. So he kind yeah, of – Yeah, they're great. But, but he kind of turned mean, into – I mean, knew he was ranked 21st in the NFL when they went and signed him. Oh yeah, exactly. But he kind of took on like what you'd say, like how kind of what Kayvon Webster did for us for a couple of years, where prim- yeah. primarily special teams, but he would come in nickel sub packages and stuff like that. Only played a couple snaps or whatever. 
But I see uh, – I mean, I understand what the Broncos are trying to do. They're trying to add competition. They're trying to raise the level of the guys they think are going to be the starters. Like, yeah, obviously, you got Chris Harris, Bradley LaRoby. But maybe, you know, make sure, you know, nobody gets complacent and be like, okay, well, Keeb's out, so it's my job now. No, you add a couple more pieces, and you really make the dude fight for the spot. I think that's yeah. what they're trying to do. Try to add competition. Well, yeah, that's a good thing, too. Not just uh, giving someone the spot. Exactly. Kevin, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't know a lot about him um, other than what you guys have covered. I think it's a it's a nice pickup. Um, it adds, certainly adds depth. I don't think he's going to supplant Roby as a starter. Certainly, obviously not Harris. Those two guys I think you can uh, pencil in um, or actually use a, uh, a Sharpie. <laughs> They're going to be our starters. But but I think this guy is rotational. He's good depth. He's proven to be an NFL caliber cornerback and you can never have enough of those on the team yeah. and you know i mean who else do we have after the stars i mean brandon langley you know unproven, the raw prospect uh and then a bunch of, yeah, yeah there's a few other guys yeah rio cj smith uh one or two others and we, maybe we pick up somebody in a draft so we, we definitely needed some veteran depth there so we got at least yeah with yeah because you got i mean go you, you got to think that a lot of teams are using three wide receiver sets 75% of the time now. Yeah. So you have to have yeah. that. You have to have that. Like everybody says now, you you have to have three really good corners. If you can't have two really good starters, essentially. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So I mean, he, we, we just need that. We, may, we need to make sure that third guy is – because it's hard to lose the key to leave. And, man, I, that, that, was, that was a tough loss. <laughs> yeah. That hurt, man. I, I, was, I was upset when uh, – when I find, found out about that. Now, of course, he left with class, but it was it was hard. It was hard for him to be leaving. Now, and we and we, and we lost we lost uh, some other guys as well. Um, not yeah. I, I don't think any I, none of them were as big a loss as keep to leave, of course. But no. everyone knows if you've listened to this podcast before, everyone knows that I I was a pretty high on Trevor Simeon, so that loss. It lost her. I saw the writing on the walls a long time ago, but yeah, that stung uh, you pretty big. Yeah, I, de- I definitely believed him. Believed in him. You know what he did as such a young guy behind a terrible offensive line. I, I believed in him a lot more than than most people did, and I'm not going to get into the reasons why right now. But how happy um, do you think that dude is? He's at an organization that wants him. He doesn't have to play, and he's making more money than he's ever made his entire life. Oh, he's probably pretty happy, but I also think he's a guy that wants to play. I'm sure he wants think, to play, but I, I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to go be content with. I think he would. I think he wants to play. I don't think that's a. You know, I don't think there's any any doubt that he wants to play. Of course, he's. I think he's happy that it's somewhere that he's wanted, and he's happy that he's on a Super Bowl caliber team. But uh, I think he wants to play more more than anything. But um, we lost. Uh, we lost him. We lost our longtime tight end Virgil Green, uh, which. I'm not too bothered by, but if we don't get some good tight ends in here, that that's going to be a bigger loss than we think. Yeah, um, yeah Cody Latimer's gone. Uh, special team genius. Yeah, he was special teams genius. That's for sure. Praise the Lord, Brock Osweiler is gone. Um, and we did we got some See? signings as well. Obviously, we re-signed Todd Davis, um, good sign. which I thought was a good sign. And we and we signed both a kicker and a long snapper. Uh, just to hopefully elevate the special teams uh, unit. And I know, Ian, you were pretty high on this side, and we did go get Quentin McDonald. Um, yeah, I was – C.J. Anderson we also lost. Yeah, no, I was going to get to that. I was leading up to that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> leading up to that. Um, because that's that was the next major point that I want to talk about, so I kind of wanted to brush over some of these other things. Um, is Okay, so but let's transition. McDonald, I liked him because he's, he's a good locker room fit. He, yeah, he's very, a great very, leader, and he and he can be a great pass rusher too in the right system. Yeah, I think he had what five sacks last year, and, and yeah, and that, that was on reason. very limited playing time. Very limited playing time, but the guy is what the Broncos needed in the locker room. There's no no this chain snatching crap, and I mean I like that fire that was, you know that Talib had and stuff like that. But you know, you know, like uh, I didn't agree like last year. I didn't agree with like Chris Harris and everybody like. Oh, uh, you. Que- I mean, I understand you question your boss and stuff, stuff like that. But you question that stuff inside the locker room. You don't 
publicly say, like, John Elway, what's up? Why'd you let go of TJ Ward? Like, yeah. they need, like, an when you lost, when we lost to Marcus Ware, we lost more than the player. We lost the mentor. That guy kept everybody, like, yeah. Last year was a mass exodus of leadership, and I think that was the main thing that contributed to our losing record. I thought we were a much more talented team than our record indicated last year. They should have given – they should have given Wade Phillips stake in the team to stay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. Um, but let us, let's transition. I mean, C.J. Okay. Anderson, we lost C.J. Anderson. Um, no, didn't get anything out of him. Just, just straight cut him. Thousand-yard rusher last year behind a terrible offensive line. Yep. I think I'm kind of giving away my thoughts on this already. But, Kevin, why don't we go with you? Uh, what yeah, I, I, well, they tried. They they tried to trade him. Uh, obviously, no takers. I, I think the, the 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 I like Anderson. He's been a dependable player. Mm-hmm. Um, dependable, probably an understatement. He's been a, he's been a good player for us. Uh, his productivity is starting to slide, which typically happens fourth fifth year running backs. Uh, he he was really productive for a few years there. Four point seven, four point eight yards a carry. Dropped down to four point one this year. Some of that probably just due to the inept offense. But we would have, we would have had him back if it wasn't for his salary. I mean, cutting him is going to save us $9 million over the next two years with a zero cap hit. Um, and some of that money has already been used. You know, they uh, they reworked the contract to Chris Harris. Um, so I think in the NFL, um, there's not a whole lot of starting running backs making $4.5 million. It's just tough to justify it when you have a lot of other needs on the roster. Um, and, and perhaps they tried to get a restructure done with him. I don't know. Uh, sorry to see him go. Uh, he would have been productive for us this year, but I understand it was a it was clearly a, a cap decision. Okay, I, I, yeah, and it was. It was a cap decision. I don't think they were doing it just because they don't want him anymore. I think it was a cap decision. But – I think, I think it goes along to kind of what Ian and I were just talking about. We've had a mass exodus of leadership, and, and he was also a leader. But more, so, more so than a vocal leader, he was a leader with the fact that he continued to play hard no matter how bad things got. That guy played hard no matter how bad the line was doing. <clears throat> he played hard. I mean, a 1,000 yards rushing in a year in which everything was failing, in a year in which – our quarterbacks were atrocious in a year when which our offensive line could not block. I mean, that's leading by example. And I think we've just had too large of, of an exodus of leadership with a coaching staff that has not taken up any of that leadership, apparently. I mean, they have very little control over their players. Uh, they have made frequent bad decisions, both in games and, and, and outside of games. And it just seems that regardless of whether or not we have talent on the team, it's just like you think about that Philly dream team from, you know, six or seven years ago. They had all the talent in the world with absolutely no leadership, and it caved. It doesn't matter how much talent we get on this team if we don't have any leaders to guide them. Wasn't that, that, was, that was that classic Vince Young. He said that, right? Uh, say that again? Wasn't that Vince Young that said the dream team? It was Vince Young, right? It was the yeah, because remember he got signed as like a backup quarterback. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I maybe I don't, I, I don't remember that detail, um, but I, I certainly I take your word for it. But I mean, regardless, just too much, too much loss, and and regardless of whether his, you know, he slid half half a yard per carry. I mean, they were using him extensively because the passing game wasn't working, and there's eight man boxes the entire year. And he's still got four, you know, four point yard, one yards of carry, um, being the only productive guy on the team. Um, so, I, I think his talent was still there. I don't, I don't think that, you know, you mentioned that he had started the slide. I don't think he started the slide. I think he was just eight man boxes with absolutely no blocking. I mean, that's that's going to do some damage to you. He was also, I believe, it was second in yards after contact. So, um, right, right, certainly wasn't because he wasn't doing his job. Um, but, I mean, I feel like I feel like if you get rid of C.J. Anderson, they should have cut Booker right at, right behind him. Yeah, Booker, Booker. I mean, this this they have been pressing to make Booker the starter for so long, and he's shown nothing to deserve it. No, it's, it's like it's like throwing McKenzie out there for kick returns every time. The dude can't do it. Yeah, it's it, and he's a, 
yeah. we have to address it within the first two rounds. This, I mean, you, I mean, give you know Anderson a shot, obviously, because he was the kind of the darling of the uh, preseason last year. And then he got no snaps in the, in the entire regular season. Jamal Charles had four point eight or five yards of carry last year, but only carried it forty times or whatever it was. So it's like, yeah, it was a bit thing the talent they have. Yeah, and they and then they fire their running backs, Cash. It's like, no, VJ should have been fired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get – yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, it, it, the coaching staff is just – the coaching staff is our main problem, uh, or it was last year. So, hopefully that well, – We'll see this year because he got all the guys that he wants now before he yeah. inherited people. So, now we'll see. If he if – he, if, we, if we start off like two and six, cut your losses. Yeah, cut your losses. Just get out. A um, couple other other quick quick hits when it comes to free agency um, and whatnot, and just an off season up to this point. Um, everyone thought we were going to lose either Demaryius Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders. We actually ended up deciding to pick up both their contracts. I thought that was a good move because we would definitely have an issue at receiver if, even if either one of those guys left. I mean, we we don't even have a third receiver really at this point. Everyone is hoping Sunshine. Jordan Taylor can take that, you know, take that reign, but, you know, it's yet to be seen. Um, I think one of the most underrated moves of the offseason was trading for uh, offensive tackle uh, from Arizona, Jared Valdir, because we need desperate offensive line help. And I think that was just a huge move. Uh, that was the best I think it was one of the best. I mean, Case Keenum. Yeah, but, yeah. Quarterback yeah. position, but, yeah, absolutely. Um, a huge move for us to get him, and then we also traded for I don't I don't even know if I'm saying this guy's name. Safety, uh, Suau Cravens, Suau Cravens, from Washington. Sounds like we had been trying to get him for a while, and we finally got him. He had a short term retirement, and then came back, and he just he, apparently he felt like he wasn't really wanted in the Redskins organization. Um, showed a lot of promise his rookie year. It yeah. is the Redskins organization. It's a yeah. failed organization. Oh, God, yeah. So we'll see how that works out. But I do want to transition into what's coming up here, which the is draft. the draft. The draft. Uh, big, big, big draft this year. Uh, it's not often we find ourselves, thank God, not often we find ourselves in the first five picks of the draft. Um, but here we are. And – there's a lot of speculation of what might happen with absolutely nobody who has a clue what no. will actually happen. But let's talk about it anyway, because why not? It's fun. Um, <laughs> and you and I talked quite a bit about it already. Uh, Kevin, I want to hear, hear from you. What? First of all, let me, let, let's start with what do you want to happen at trade uh, pick number five, or let's say the first round of the, of the draft. Okay. Well, first off, since 1970, this is only the fourth time the Broncos have had a top five draft pick. It, it, That's because we have more Super Bowl appearances than losing seasons. It's hard to get in the top five of the draft without losing seasons. Yes, exactly right. So, so that so that does speak to the winning ways of the Broncos, but it also speaks to the fact that we can't blow it. I mean, we don't find ourselves in the top five very often. So mm-hmm. when, yeah. you, when you do not have a, a franchise quarterback on the roster and you have a top five pick and these top five picks come around once, two, three times every couple decades or so, then I think we have an obligation if we think a, quarter, uh, a franchise quarterback is on the board at number five to take a franchise quarterback. Let me throw out some names of current franchise quarterbacks. Jared Goff. By the way, what all these guys have in common, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton, Eli Manning, Matthew Stafford, uh, Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, Andrew Luck, all those guys. First rounders. First round, most of them in the top ten. So when you're sitting there at number five, if we think one of these quarterbacks is a franchise, we have an obligation to draft that guy. Because you don't find franchise quarterbacks through trades. It rarely, rarely happens unless they're at the back end of the, their career. So I think 
we must it, we must grab a quarterback. So we should have at least one out of the top four sitting there for us at number five. Now, what I don't know is what the Broncos think of these guys. But if they feel that they're if if at five, whether it's Rosen or probably won't be Darnold, but it could be Rosen, could be Allen, could be Mayfield. If they feel one of those guys is a potential franchise, that's their only choice. They've got to do it. So that's what I hope they do. Um, and if not a quarterback, then I think there's three guys, Bradley Chubb, um, mm-hmm. Quentin, Quentin Nelson, and, and Shaquan Barkley. I think any of those three are, are, appear to be all pros, uh, but none of those three are going to move the needle for us like a franchise quarterback will. Any of those three would be better for us this year and next year. But I'm talking, you know, three years, five years, ten years from now, the franchise quarterback is going to be a difference maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ian, why, why, why don't you go ahead before I, before I take the reins here? Uh, I kind of agree with Kevin. Uh, you don't find yourself, in, especially us, a winning franchise. I mean, I know other franchises like the Browns. This is, this is perennial. I mean, this is, this is what they expect to draft a top five <laughs> And they always miss on it. So whoever whoever the Browns want, we don't want him. Um, whoever the, whoever the Browns draft number one overall, well, you know that player is overrated. It's a, it's a bust. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you have to address the most. And you really, you really have to address the most important position on the football field if you have the ability to do so. So we have to draft. I don't know which. Like I was talking to Kevin off mic probably a couple of days ago, um, and you know a lot of people like it, it's it's a deep it's a deep draft for quarterbacks, but it's not a deep draft for elite quarterbacks. So what I mean is is say say all these teams don't need a quarterback. Like so it, this the league is such a quarterback hungry league right now. So everybody's going to overprice overpay for a quarterback. Say. Couple years ago, when it wasn't, or when they used to run the ball more than they do now, now everything just gets aired out. I heard a couple different scouts say they don't even see a first round quarterback in any of these guys. Like, if this was a different draft, these guys would all be in the second round. Like, the, this, the, the top, at least the top five, ending with they said Jackson would probably go in the fourth or fifth round in, in a not quarterback needy league. But with that saying, we need a quarterback, and basically what they're saying is, like, if you get, like, a second-tier quarterback, that's not going to be a franchise quarterback for you. These guys can potentially be a franchise quarterback, and if not, a good starter for years to come. Now, I wish we didn't have to draft a quarterback because I'd much rather have Bradley Chubb on the other because the Broncos' defense is always better when Von Miller isn't doubled every time. Mm Mm-hmm. Chubb would be the best pick for us, but it's not the pick we're going to make. I don't think it's going to be a quarterback, and I think it's probably going to be Mayfield or Mayfield or Rosen. I don't think I think Allen and Darnold are going to be gone before they get to us, unless we trade up. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to trade up. I'll I, say that. If anything, we're trading back with the Bills. Yeah. Um. So let me let me let me take my my take here. Um. So first of all, I just want to say of of these of these quarterbacks, these top quarterbacks everyone's talking about, I think the consensus most people's number one is Sam Darnold. I don't think there's a chance that he's there at number five. Um and at least one other quarter one of the other top quarterbacks is gonna be gone. Um and so so Elway has Elway has done extensive research on these quarterbacks. He's he's had visits with Mayfield, he's had uh, I think three visits with Allen uh, and and Rosen, and a couple visits with Darnold. He's definitely uh, done his homework. But the question is whether or not LA would take, you know, the second or third best of those quarterbacks at 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 pick number five. If would he take the third best quarterback at pick number five? Um, if it came down to that, I I, I don't know, and I think. I think you have guys like uh, Baker Mayfield that may be there, Josh Rosen that may be there, uh, Josh Allen may be there. Allen, and, and I'm and I'm not I'm not saying I'm going to flip tables if we pick him, 
but I'm so done with the big armed raw quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just done with that. I'm absolutely, I do not want to see it again. It, it fails more often than it pays off. Um, we want you know, I want a guy, accuracy is harder to teach. I want a guy with, who's accurate, who's got pocket presence, and who's got smarts, who can read the defense. That's what I want. If he's got an average arm, perfect. I will take that over a guy with a big arm who can't read the defense. Uh, we've seen that mistake happen way too many times with our most recent, you know, two high draft pick quarterbacks. Um, Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler, I'm done with him. I, I mean, Trevor Simeon, who is a guy with accuracy and pocket awareness, he did much better as a seventh-round pick than either of those guys did. So, I mean, there's something that backs my thinking up. Um, so, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say this. This is this is probably gonna be a whole lot of saying nothing, but this is just this is truly where I'm at. Um, I have absolutely no clue, and I was talking to Ian about this last night off the air. I have absolutely no clue what we're going to do, number one. Number yeah. two, I'm not that worried. You know, it, you know, in the past, every, every high, every time we've had a high draft pick, you know, a top five draft pick. They work out. It's worked out. You know, most recently with Von Miller. It's worked out. It's hard to get a bust. And I know, I, obviously, we can think of examples of busts that have happened within top five picks. But it's hard. It's really hard to get a bust in the top five picks. Um, whether that, whether you do go quarterback like Baker Mayfield or or Josh Rosen, or or if you go Bradley Chubb or Shaquan or Saquon Barkley. Personally, my choice, if you're there at number five, my personal choice would be Saquon Barkley because um, just because he is a game changer. He's he's a potential, you know, franchise type running back in, in the mold of of. Uh, you know, not necessarily the same run style and everything, but in the mold of a franchise guy like uh, Adrian Peterson or even a Terrell Davis, uh, something like that. You know, somebody who can truly take over and almost be the face of a franchise, um, kind of like you know Todd Gurley currently. You know what I mean? Um, so that would be my pick because we do have a quarterback who we think is going to be pretty good, and if he plays well this year, will probably be extended. In his contract, if he plays really well this year, they'll probably extend his contract. Um, and now the other option that we haven't talked about is trading back and getting potentially. Uh, I know you mentioned trading back with uh, with Buffalo and potentially getting twelve and two, twenty-two, two top two uh, first round picks this year, and probably a third rounder too. You stack picks. And, and yeah. And, and they, they, there's been different discussions, but I mean, if we do that, we could get a guy like Quentin Nelson, or I know other names that have gone up as Denzel Ward, or you know, a couple other guys. And I think, uh, I think, I think that would be a good option too, because then we're picking up two first round talents in one draft. So again, I'm kind of clueless at what we're actually going to do, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. Hopeful, no matter no matter. I'm I'm pretty optimistic, no matter which way it goes. Um, yeah, this is the first time I think in the draft. I mean, like I think everybody's realistically, we're all kind of clueless. Even even the you know so so you know the guru, the gurus of like the draft, like the you know guys on ESPN and stuff like that, the Tom McShays and the Mel Kuypers and stuff like that. I mean, I I know they get insights from they talk to the clubs and they kind of figure out who, but. It's, it's this is one of those drafts, like Kevin was saying. This is a can't miss. Um, yeah, Saquon Barkley, that would be a great pick. If, I don't think he's going to be there. I would not. Here's the thing: I wouldn't trade up for him if he falls at five. No, I wouldn't either. I would not trade up for him. No, because this is one of the heaviest. This is like one of the deepest drafts for running back they've had in like the last like five years. Yeah, even in second, third rounds, you can still get a good, oh, good dude, running like back. Sony Michelle, Sony Michelle could crack the top thirty. Uh, draft pick. I mean, if somebody, if they're really like kind of scrambling for running backs, I mean, there's first round talent in the second round. So yeah, potentially. Now again, uh, I like you know like a guy like Todd Gurley or someone like that who can truly change, yeah, <laughs> truly change the exactly. of, a, of a franchise. 
with, every, when every time somebody's sorry for cutting you off, every every time anybody tries to draft like a, a top five running back, you know what they always think of? Kajana Carter. Yeah. They're like, oh, we don't want to get that again. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't. <laughs> um Kevin. Yep. How would you feel about trading back? Well, there's some variables there. I, I, I believe that Elway will take a quarterback if the quarterback is there at number five. So it's not necessarily taking the third best quarterback. It, it, it's taking what – if Elway identifies two of these guys that he thinks are potential franchises or three, then if one of those lands at five, I think that's what he's going to do. If they're not there at five – I think they're taking Quentin Nelson uh, to anchor to help anchor the line. It's just a gut feel, but um, but short of grabbing that franchise quarterback, I, I sort of like the idea of trading back, especially when you have teams like Miami, Buffalo, Arizona sitting back there that are desperate for a quarterback, and teams will teams will give up a lot for a quarterback. Uh, yeah, uh, so, so trading up for, for, yeah. So why not use that leverage? If always not certain, uh, of the guys that are left at number five, I think he could get a ransom of picks, um, by trading back. And I think I would definitely go for that. I'm hearing it's a, it's, it's a deep class and a number of uh, critical positions, including running back. So probably would be a good move for us if, if we can't get the QB. Yeah. And even, I mean, I mean, there's guys that could, you know, fall back if we did trade back to 11 with Miami or or 12 uh, with Buffalo. I mean, there's still a lot of guys. Like, if we had, like, uh, Denzel Ward, uh, you know, who would be, a, you know, a great cornerback to, you know, if we were able to pick him up, mm-hmm. I mean, and fill potentially the cornerback spot that was, you know, essentially vacated. Um, or even a guy like uh, – what's that guy from uh, – oh, my gosh, I can't even think of that. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. Say that again. Alabama, Mika Fitzpatrick. Well, he well, he's like the safety corner hybrid. Uh, I was thinking more of uh, the linebacker um, guy out of Georgia, uh, Nelson. Ro- um, Ro- yeah, Georgia, yeah, from Georgia. Right. Uh, the- Roquan Smith. Yeah, Smith. Ro- I would Ro- love Smith. to get him. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I mean, there, there's 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 a. I think it's. I think there's a lot of really good finds that you could get in that you know, 10, 11 range, potentially. Now, of course, it's going to depend on how the draft falls, but um, but there's a lot there's a lot of elite talents that you could get within that range and still pick up a lot of extra draft capital Agree. by doing trade back. Yeah, with so, all the quarterbacks going off the board, they're, they're not the elite talent in this draft. Those the, those first five quarterbacks, they're not the elite talent. No, if I, don't, I don't think so. If you were to move that, if you move back to 11 or say move back to 12 with – with the with the uh, with Bill. the bill, you're still getting the, those dudes are gonna fall back. Yep. Yeah, just because everybody is so needy for a quarterback, nobody's gonna pass up the quarterback. Maybe we pass on the quarterback and get that best player available. Sometimes that works out. Look at uh, Jacksonville's been doing it for like the last six years. Yep. Yeah, their franchise has turned around pretty quick, and they got a marginal starting quarterback. Who they got in the top when five? They <laughs> who, who is what a third round, third, third overall pick about four years ago? Something like that. Yeah, I mean he was he was first round. He was, I think he was the third overall pick. Was he third overall? Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you're, I mean you're right. I mean, and they've they've rebuilt their franchise, and I mean now you saw they were playing. They almost, I mean they're playing in the, uh, you they know, playing. Against- they beat the Pacers, dude. They should have beat the Patriots. Everyone knows, you know, that was that was weird. That was a weird game, but I mean, they turned their they turned their their entire team around using that kind of a strategy. So, um, and then you have guys, teams like the Browns, who pick a quarterback every single year, and they're still lost. They, tra- they traded two of them, didn't they? Sean Kaiser they and Hogan. Yeah, they did. Now, yeah, and Cody yeah. Kessler. Oh, it traded all three of them. Yeah, Cody Kessler's gone too. It traded all three of them. 
mm-hmm. then they've got what's his name? Uh, Tyrod Taylor. And they call that place Believe Land. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm scared for that team. They got so many high hopes right now. <laughs> <laughs> there are the two franchises that are flourishing right now. It's just that football team just can't figure it out. They, they cannot figure it out, man. Not ever since uh, not ever since the original Browns went to um, went to Baltimore. To Baltimore, yeah. <laughs> they are literally always in the dog pound. Always in the dog pound. So. I mean, there's definitely so. So, I mean, going back, there's definitely a lot of good options uh, happening. And and like I said, I'm obviously very, very curious and very, very interested in what they're going to do first round. I'm I'm not that worried. I'm not either. Yeah, I don't. I'm not worried at all either. I'm not that worried. I think I think we're going to come around walking away from the first round of the draft with like, okay, I'm. I'm pretty happy with this guy, or I'm pretty happy with these guys potentially. I mean, we may we may get two picks on Thursday, so we'll see. You know, we'll all, we'll, we'll see. So um, the only way I'll be frightened by the draft is if they pull Buccaneers and draft a the kicker in the first round. Oh, oh God! Well, I, was, I thought that was the second round. I think no, in the second was, round. Was it the second round? I thought it was the second round. Speaking of people who use their legs a lot, we did go sign Marquette King and traded away Riley Dixon. So, Kevin, what this means for you is you can't mention Riley Dixon in every podcast anymore. How does that feel? Well, yeah, even worse than that, I need to uh, – stupidly, I bought the home and away Riley Dixon jerseys. I thought I got a good price on (laughs) them. Then they trade the guy. Um, listen, uh, a punter isn't completely inconsequential, you know, especially with our bad offensive play. Uh, hopefully our bad offensive play won't continue. But uh, but in the mile high air, you know, having a really good punter is uh, an advantage. And uh, while Raleigh Dixon was not bad his rookie year, last year he was disappointing. He just fell no, off. He did, he did fall off last year. But I wasn't, ha- I wasn't was happy actually- yeah, I just wasn't happy with his punting last year. I think he was more liability than an asset. And this King guy is just like a freak punter. Um, I mean, he he's just – he's one of the best guys in the league easily. And uh, he does have a little bit of an axe to grind, right, being dumped by the Raiders. Uh, n- n- you know, not that he can take it out on the Raiders by punting. He's not going to be out there, you know, tackling people. But uh, but I think it was a good move uh, it, 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 of some consequence. We'll, we'll see what happens. I thought it was too. Uh, Riley Dixon with that rookie year was a good year. Last year fell off a little. Record-setting rookie year, actually. I, yeah, last year he was I think ranked twenty eighth. Yeah, he was by down pro by Pro Football Focus. I think I read that earlier today that he was twenty like ranked twenty eighth. King was King was number three. King was three. The guy, the guy could flat. I mean, the guy could catch his own punts. Go on, <laughs> what? Yeah, go on. That's gonna happen. No, no. Seriously, go on YouTube and just type in Marquette King, right? And he will kick the ball and return it. He's known for he does trick shots with his feet. He can he can kick a ball from the seventy yard line and kick it into a basketball hoop. Wow. <laughs> wow. No. Just that took a lot of takes, but the one where he punted the ball to himself. So he kicked the ball and he kicked it so high up in the air that he ran underneath it and caught it. Like, but I'm talking the ball went about probably about forty yards. Well his, his hang time is is, is superior. Retarded. It's one of the top guys in the league. Uh, which is gonna <laughs> which is gonna help us immensely on coverage. Yeah. That is, that is that is funny though. That is, I mean, that is funny. The guy, the guy is the only thing he needs to know about. Like, he went on an interview and he was like, "I'm just he, the punter's just as important as a quarterback." What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did he say that? Yeah, that's yeah. He said that like right after Gruden cut him out. Like Gruden's like, "Dude, just go." Um. And then he was like, "Yeah, you know, the punter is an important part of the team. We're just we're just as important to the team as the quarterback." Oh, uh, all right, all right, bro. <laughs> you need a quarterback almost completely nullifies your job. So, what punter ever won a Super Bowl? 
Yeah, what, what's your record as a punter, huh? Right. What? Yeah. When he said that, I was like, "Come on, dude." I mean, this is before we signed him, but I was yeah. like, "We need to get this dude because he's 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 the best of a side of the football we weren't good at." So we need to get him. But yeah, when he said that, I was like, "Come on, bro! You got to be kidding me!" There's no yeah. way. That's ridiculous. Now, okay, so. There's there's one last thing I want to talk about before we before we call this uh you know a cut but um we have we have some holes we have some holes oh yeah main one that comes to my mind is tight end now we did pick up Jake Butt last year in the draft have high hopes for his talent but that's yet to be seen um would you guys would you guys wait and get someone on a, in the draft for tight end, or would you, I'm you know, make go ahead and take a dive and get a free agent uh, veteran? Well, they honestly, for Kevin answers, they honestly, if they were trying to find that tight end in the free agency, it took too long. He had Austin Severian Jenkins. Why wouldn't you grab yeah. that guy? The guy was the best talented. I mean, he's still young too. He's only been in the league about four years. Um, I mean, now you're left with. I mean, yeah, Mercedes Lewis is good, but he's old. I mean, he's old. I mean, that dude's yeah. been for like 13 years. Um, so, I, I mean, they have to address it a little bit, but they always miss. I, I mean, other, I mean, they always miss with tight ends. I mean, maybe Jake Butt, we don't know. I mean, yeah, he could have been a first round. He was a first round talent, but he blew his knee. Um, yeah. Now, he says he, he feels fantastic, and everybody's seeing him now, and they're like, oh, man, this guy's this guy's got – he's got the goods. But uh, he, uh, he's – that's it. I think they should have re-signed Virgil Green just for the blocking. He's, I mean, he's a great, great uh, run blocker. Howerman had one good game, and it was that one catch against the Colts with – Brock Os- when Brock Osweiler showed up and you're like, who the hell did we just watch? Remember that game? <laughs> yeah. You're like, so that, that is not the was norm. Is that the guy that sat behind Peyton Manning for three years? You're, now you're like, dude, if that's the guy, like, why can't you do that every day? Well, of course, then he came back down to earth and you're like, yeah, there, there he is, dude. There's Brock Osweiler. Hey, you know, you know who's still available as a free agent tight end? He's only 29 years old and a former pro bowler. Oh, I know who you're going to. Julius Thomas. Julius Thomas. Why did I bring him back? <laughs> what the heck? He'll come back a much humbler, you know, uh, player oh, yeah. than when he left. That guy. Oh, I stubbed my toe. I need to be off for four weeks. Yeah, dude. I, I, I think, you know. I actually, I am actually for the idea of getting a veteran guy on like a one-term, one-year deal because even if we drafted a guy and we had Jake Butt, it, they're still they're still relative unknowns. It would have to be um, a Ingram guy. It would have to be a guy like, all right, this dude's going to produce now. Yeah, that's so hard. I, I mean, I mean, obviously Julius Thomas has not had any luck since he left Denver for the most part. Um, other guys that are available like. Uh, Mercedes Lewis, who played, you know, Probably years in Jacksonville. Um, Zach Miller, um, who played most recently in Chicago. Um, this guy blew out. Hey, dude, he's not coming back, dude. You don't, you don't think so at all? No, dude. Did you see that injury, dude? No. I, saw, I mean, yes, I remember. That's the one where they had to save his leg, man. Oh, my gosh. Poor guy. He ain't coming back. Unfortunately, he's not coming back because he was a, a hell of a talent. But that high yeah. extension, I mean, it ruptured all sorts of vessels in his leg, and they, they thought he was going to lose his leg. So I don't think he's coming back. I thought that was the other Zach Miller. No, it's, that, that was the Bears last year. Oh, okay. I, my, my, my apologies. Um, but Brent Selleck, uh, so just name it off, guys. Julius Thomas, Brent Selleck, Mercedes Lewis, Lewis, Antonio Gates. Just get him for two games a year. Uh, oh, my God. He's not free agent? No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Yeah, well, they got they got. It. He's thirty eight years old. Please, someone needs. To. I'm not saying. I mean, I know. I know. No, hey. I'm not upset. I'm upset at him. This guy just needs to go out in style, right? Just retire, please. He needs to retire or old Yeller. I mean, 
Hunter Henry took your job. I mean, the guy's yeah, thirty-eight. Good God, thirty-eight. Man, the guy that we should have got, which we didn't get, was Trey Burton, the guy that threw the touchdown pass to. Oh yeah, on the Super Bowl team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's who we should have got. I think he was the first tight end that left during free agency, and I, I heard we were linked to him a couple times, but. Well, I mean, we we slept on all the tight ends, and now we got well, this. He, I mean, he signed a thirty-two million dollar contract, so I don't know if I would have wanted to spend that kind of money on him. Yeah, that's true because we were kind of limited on money. Yeah, that's a so, big, that's a big, and he wasn't even he wasn't even their starting tight end. No, he, he wasn't their starting. Million? Yeah, it wasn't their start. He was a good good tight end he when he good. played. And he caught a touchdown against us, but who didn't in that game? But uh. <laughs> True. <laughs> but I mean that I mean, they were they didn't have Zach Ertz that game and Troy Burt I mean Trey Burton, you know, tore the, the guy who I th- I think we should have gotten or there's there's a couple guys I think we should have at least taken a chance on. Uh you mentioned him earlier, Austin Safarian Jenkins. Yeah. Um taking a chance on him. Uh or taking a chance on he actually re signed with his team, his current team, but it took a long time for him to re sign with him. Is Tyler Eifert. I know he's had the injury issues but he was worth a flyer on, you know what I mean? He only signed five million dollar contract, and so, but he's an yeah. elite talent when he's healthy. When he's healthy, thought, he, he transcends that team. And if yeah, we, and you think? Go ahead. Okay, and if you know anything about Case Keenum, obviously we do because we've studied him. Now, the guy loves tight ends. He resurrected Kyle Rudolph's career. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was about to say when you uh, when we. See? Exactly. Case Keenum knows how to how to use the tight end as a safety outlet um yeah. in clutch moments. And so that's why I was like, we should have taken like a Tyler Eifert as as a as a flyer and, and just seen how it paid off. because uh, it could have paid off really well. So I, mean, I wouldn't hate, you know, picking up Mercedes Lewis on a one year veteran minimum contract. Yeah, I th- I think we should get something. Just yeah, so it, there's some experience. You can't roll out there with I mean, you can roll out there. Hopefully, you know, Jake Butt is what we think he's going to be. But, I mean, you got him and you got Jeff Hireman. Like and w- like I said before, you know, he had that one breakout game where we only caught one pass. I mean, it was, yeah, it was a 74-yarder or whatever. But, I mean, that guy is just perennial. You know, ever since he got in the league with us, I mean, the guy's just underperformed. Every – just didn't – Put up any numbers at all? Didn't put up numbers at Ohio State either. Just looks like another <laughs> weak draft pick by the Broncos. Yeah, we've had a lot of weak draft picks in the recent years. Um, I, yeah, I think we should we should have some sort of experience in the tight end room. So, um, definitely for picking somebody up. Uh, another hole that we have is third wide receiver, um, and there's been a lot of talk of of you know elevating. Jordan Taylor, Carlos Henderson, who can't stay out of trouble anyway, but doing a lot of talk elevating one of those guys or drafting or signing a free agent like Eric Decker or someone like that. Um, Kevin, I'm going to go to you first. I mean, would you rather them go get somebody, a free agent guy, um, elevate someone who's already on the team, or would you rather just see them uh, draft for that third spot? I'd like to see them draft slash elevate, then go out and particularly if you're as much as I have good feelings about Decker during his time in, in Denver, he's 31. I don't know how that really moves the needle for us a whole lot. Um, I'd rather build for the future and go young and, and, and draft someone. I mean, I, I see your point when you talk about, you know, you know, Decker being 31 and like, you know, I, I don't want to sign Decker or any other veteran, you know, receiver for, you know, long-term deal or anything. I'm using Eric Decker as an example, but, 31 years old doesn't really scare me off in the sense of a guy who's going to be a number three receiver. Now, I wouldn't sign him as a number one or number two, uh, and I certainly wouldn't sign him for a long-term deal. But I think he's a guy you know, who could still move the chains and, and help you out as a third receiver and a safety bracket and that kind of thing um, with Thomas and Sanders still being your primary one and two. Um, and I'm like I said, I'm using him as an example. There's a lot of other guys out there that you could go and get. Um, but I mean, it does. I, 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 yeah, I personally think that, uh, 
it'd be a good idea to get somebody because, uh, again, unknowns, and we haven't had a good third receiver. Well, I agree, but whoever they get is going to probably need to play special teams, and we have so many roster spots, right? That third receiver is, generally speaking, got a, a special teams ace, and that's not going to be mm. Decker. We haven't really had a, we haven't really had a third third receiver who was a special teams ace in a while. Usually, it's the fourth and fifth guys plus other guys. I mean, I that's a good that's. A, but we've had plenty of number three receivers who were not special teams guys, like Brandon Stokely and Wes Welker, yeah. as you know examples. <clears throat> um, Wes Welker was our last real but, third third wide. Yeah, the, I mean a, th- a third wide receiver is just like a third cornerback. They're pretty much starters. Um, oh yeah. That are special teamers. Um, so, Ian, why don't you why don't you give us your take? What, what do you think about third receiver spot? Third receiver spot. Um, I'd like to see Sunshine. Don't think he has it, um, or he would have been. He would already been that. Carlos Henderson. Uh, I didn't even understand the pick when we picked him last year. What a guy had a thumb injury that lasted all season. You know, they just watched him in camp and they knew the guy couldn't perform. And then, you know, if, if you're, you know, I know everybody's pretty lax on weed, but the NFL's still not lax on weed. So Denver, yeah. out of all the places on the on the planet that you can't sign a pothead to, is Denver. Yeah, because it's legal. it's legal there, and but it's illegal within the NFL. Yeah, within the personal yeah, conduct. I mean, I remember they, they they took a flyer with Shane Ray. He seems if he stayed straight, you know, other than not being healthy, he hasn't had any legal problems. Carlos Henderson, how oh, everybody gets, you know, I'm gonna go to Roach. It's like, you know what? Take that to California. Um, third receiver, uh, is, is, as much as it pains me to say, I would have loved to see Brandon Marshall. I just think he's too old now. Uh, he's definitely lost yeah. that step. I don't. Eric Decker yeah. has really lost a step because he was still the most productive wide receiver for the Titans last year. And they didn't have any. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I, I think he's. I think he would be a solid number three. I would probably give him a one-year deal, bring him back. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely be. I would definitely draft uh, one of these top wide receivers in the in the second round. Absolutely, like like a like a Michael Gallup. That's exactly what I do. I'll get him on a one year deal and draft. And Michael Gallup, if you don't know about this guy, the guy from CU, from Colorado University. Yeah, uh, I've I've heard about him. He's a guy that you could potentially groom into taking over for Demarius because he's six three, runs like a four four. Um, Yeah, always attacks the ball. Same type of receiver. Attacks the ball at the height. He put, he picks it yeah. out. He's a he's a he's a red zone monster. When he was in college, um, he could he, he's sneaky. He could get into the first round. Uh, I doubt he will, because on a lot of draft boards, he's not even in the top like five. I mean, they got like Christian Kirk and stuff like that. Christian Kirk will be my first one, because he is that prototypical. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he ain't gonna be there unless we, dra- him, we dr- unless we drop back in the draft and we get that twenty second pick. That's where you could start thinking yeah, that- getting him. Yeah, second round. Yeah, I would probably go after Gallup because he's a guy that you can actually groom to actually replace Demarius Thomas when his skill set actually does start to really deteriorate. Yeah, if, yeah, no, that, that I think that would be a good move. And then there's also been talk about us getting the, that tight end from uh, can't think of the school, but uh, Dallas Goder or whatever his name is, oh. tight end, um, South South Dakota State, South, South Dakota, Dakota State, State, yeah. Um, there's been talk about him going in the second round of the Broncos too. So. Yeah, I've heard I, him I going mean, in the second round of the Patriots too. So you know, Patriots. Yeah, I think I think a, a pass catcher, either receiver, or tight end in the second round would be a good move. Yeah, so. um, I agree with that. So, so of course we're uh we're we're obviously excited for the draft. It's coming up in you know five days. Just I mean, not even not even a week now. So I mean, just a, it? you know, it's four, four days, four or five days. Say that again. It's like four, yeah, four. It's Thursday, eight o'clock. Man, Thursday, eight o'clock. So, uh, if you're Broncos fan or NFL fan in general, you should be watching that because that is a huge night, very important. Um, obviously, first round is on Thursday, second and third round on Friday, and then four through seven on Saturday. You know what the They're best part of the draft is? Time, you know what the best part of the draft is? What? What's that? 
watching Goodell get up on the stage and get booed every time he gets up there. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Rightfully booed, too. I don't know why the guy even goes up there anymore. The guy's a moron. He's ruining the sport. But we give him $40 million a year. That means anybody can make $40 million if that guy can. Moron. I said anybody on this planet can make $40 million a year if that guy is making $40 million a year. He is tanking a company that's worth billions of dollars, and they pay him to do it. It's insane. No, I, I agree. Yeah, and absolutely. Him getting booed is one of the best best things in the draft. But, um, I'm going to make that my ringtone. What, what's that? Oh, just him getting booed? Just <laughs> him getting booed. Yeah, the first pick and then boo. And then it's going to be. Oh, yeah, so, be. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Obviously, we're excited for the draft. You guys should be as well. Um, we're going to be reconvening next week uh, for a podcast. Obviously, <laughs> review the draft, talk about who we picked and whether we're happy, pissed, or, you know, or, you know, optimistically cautious, you know. So we'll. Uh, uh, we'll talk about all that next week and and just kind of, you know, talk. You know, obviously, we'll be looking forward to OTAs and training camp and stuff from there. Um, so, so from Kevin, from Ian, from myself, thank you for listening to D-Bronx Podcast. And uh, check out the website at www.dbronxpodcast.com. Um, we'll also be getting on iTunes and uh, and whatnot here very, very shortly. So um, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. See you guys later. See ya.